Hi guys, welcome to our CISO Talks podcast. I'm Jason Coggins with Lapide, and today I'm joined by Ian Murphy from Elementrix. Now Elementrix is doing some really, really cool stuff at the minute with uh, intelligence-led threat detection. I hope I got that right. Yeah. And I uh, really encourage you guys to check out Elementrix uh, on their website. We'll leave the comments, the details in the comments box below. So I really recommend you guys check those guys out. So um, if you don't mind, Ian, would you perhaps give us a little bit of a synopsis about yourself and the organisation sure. which you're representing today? Yep. Okay. Thanks, Thank Jason. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, yeah, my name is Ian Murphy. I'm Vice President for EMEA for Elementrix. Elementrix are a managed detection response service provider. We specialise in the advanced detection and the post-breach forensic detection of the malware and the attackers that have currently bypassed the company's or an organisation's current control set. Mm. Often we find that when we go into organisations and we run a post-breach exposure analysis, we find hidden traces of attackers that have already been there or known malware that has actually bypassed those controls. Uh, we do this by uh, implementing our own technology and our architecture over the customer's technology and architecture so we don't rely on anything within the customer mm. and we bring our expertise, our knowledge and as you mentioned our intelligence-led approach to actually detecting the real threats that are out there. So one of the reasons we asked you to come on to the um, podcast uh, today, Ian, is to discuss about, uh, about vendors and really about how they position their wares. For example, um, machine learning and, and artificial intelligence. Now, many vendors perhaps um, label it wrongly or, or in some ways mas mainly mislead their prospects. Do you think this is a situation we've got at the moment? Do you think this is, is, is a broken problem, a, a, a problem that's, that needs fixing, shall I say? Uh, I, I think so. I think it's generally always been an issue. So I've worked with and for several different security vendors and, mm. and SIs as well, system integrators. And I think I generally tend to find that market material is passed down mm. uh, without any real explanation about what those terms within the market material means. And mm. having fulfilled pre-sales roles previously, which is generally the technical aspects of the sales process, mm. it normally falls on the pre-sales engineer to explain that to customers. And I think unless you've got somebody who's willing to delve into the background and understand exactly what those terms are, people then trot the terms out as if everybody understands what they mean. I see. And I think what vendors miss, I think, is that their perception and their use case that they've built this for is not the perception and the use case for the customer. Right. So it's something that the customer needs to ask the vendor and dive deeper into their explanation of what they exactly mean by terms such as machine learning, artificial intelligence, next generation, whatever it may be. Makes sense. I see. Okay. So what would be your advice then to perhaps a prospect looking to acquire some technology in relation to this kind of thing? Um, do you think that perhaps they should sort of rely on the likes of Gartner or, or Forrester or do you think that perhaps that's, you might not get an accurate reflection of the, of the technology from that alone? I, I, I think... It's a decent place to start. Mm. I think if you're using that as your one point or one source of truth for, for everything in your purchase, I think you're mm. missing a lot of the information that's out there that mm. can be used, you know? Mm. Um, whether it's peers in your network, um, whether it's Twitter, going out on Twitter, asking, asking the public mm. what they think, getting mm. opinions. Ignoring the trolls and the bots and all those yeah, type yeah, of, of people, um, but you know there's there's a lot of information out there now. I think if you're purchasing off a magic quadrant or one analyst's opinion alone, I think you're probably not going to be happy with your purchase at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I'm inclined to agree. I think um, certainly 
many prospects are looking for this uh, this silver bullet technology that's going to uh, you know cure them of all ills. And perhaps you know this is where we go back to our sort of machine learning and artificial intelligence, and they're looking for perhaps something that's completely autonomous to to resolve their issues. But would you agree with that strategy, or do you think that really there must always be a human element to to addressing these threats? Oh, I I think so. Being the human element is a double-edged sword, mm. right? Whether it's weakest link and it's best defender, mm. I think, uh, at the end of the day. If you've got an expert in their field who thoroughly knows the subject inside out, they're worth their weight in gold. Mm. So when you hear the ubiquitous lack of security skills, you know, I, th I think if, if customers and vendors can invest in the right people, train them up properly, pay them well because the problem with the problem with experts is as soon as they become experts, other people want to want to poach them from you. So if you treat them well, you know, you you give them what they need to to, to flourish. I think we've got half a battle in the in the in the arms race. When it comes to silver bullets, mm. a favourite subject of mine, the, the the silver bullet. We we are terrible in our industry for punting a silver bullet. Mm. Terrible. Mm whether it's a new technology or a new approach or a new service, mm. we do it to death. You know, managed services have used the same needle in a haystack sales approach for 20 years. It hasn't changed. Most of the time, people are finding out about their breach externally and the dwell time for attackers on networks is anywhere between three to nine months, whoever you may listen to on average. You know, so, so when you understand statistics like that, mm. and then you hear a vendor claim that their new machine learning based silver bullet will capture that and do that, you know, you've got you to go into it with a bit of scepticism. That's interesting. So 1% of breaches can, uh, are found through the logs alone. So, so that's, that's not a, a statistic mm. that you can find out there. That's a statistic when we talk to our customers. I see, right. So our customers, when we talk to them, when we do the research about how they detect things and mm. where they get their information from. So we found that less than 1% of them have found it hiding in a log somewhere. I see, interesting, okay. Many of our customers um, talk about, uh, they've, they've spent lots of money and time and effort on deploying a SIM solution within their organisation, but really it's, they only really sort of get out of it what they put in and, and often they, they tend to be failed deployments. Yeah. I don't know if you see that in your in your line of work. Yeah, I think it's 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 something we see constantly. It's something mm. I've seen constantly. But it's it's like with anything. If you buy a tool and you've been sold the marketing approach of it mm. and you perceive that you're gonna put it on your network and it's magic is gonna happen without feeding and watering the tool mm. and training the people who need to use the tool, you're either very new to the industry and naive or you're being misled by the vendors who are trying to get you just to sign the PO. Good point. And that leads me on to my next question, really. What do you think, Ian, that vendors can do to try and address this issue, to make them perhaps a bit more transparent for their customers? Is there anything you think that, that vendors should be doing right now to address this, 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 this situation? It's a really good question. So most vendors are driven by next quarter's results. Yeah. That's obvious, right? Um, or driven by shareholders. I get all of that. I think there's very few, and, and there are a, a core amount of people in the industry who are passionate about defending customers. And I think we need that passion in the industry, and we need to foster and grow that passion. We need people who have the customer's best interests at heart and not hitting a number or overachieving so they can go to Cabo on an all-expenses-paid, right. you know, end-of-year drunken soiree. Yeah, so this is a sales problem then. 
Is it a sales problem? I think sales are driven hard. Mm. I don't think the sales guys uh, are the problem themselves. Mm. I think the company drive the sales mm. team hard to achieve numbers, to impress, like I've said before, shareholders, Wall Street, whoever it may be. Um, I think within the sales teams, you know, I've worked with a lot of great guys over the years who are passionate about defending the customer. I think that's the interesting bit. If you're passionate, truly passionate about defending the customer and you can build trust with the customer, that that's what you're about. They can see that, they can feel that. If you're going to go in and you just want them to sign a PO because, you know, you're going to over exceed your quota next quarter. <laughs>